Hello, welcome to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo. He is a voice called to restore the dignity of humanity, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to reveal the true identity of Christ in us, to raise and build people of absolute dominion, to raise a fearless generation, to bring salvation to the unsafe, revival to the brokenhearted, liberate men from captivity, to reveal the absoluteness of the Holy Ghost, to break the walls of denomination and bring about unity in the body of Christ across the continent. And now, today's message. The Lord is good. All the, the book time. of Hebrews chapter 11, the verse number one. The Lord give us the team a year of divine impact. So I'm going to say hallelujah. So I said that I wanted to make sure that I teach strategically the things that will help a man enter into the fulfillment of his prophecy. So I'm going to say glory. Great, let's do this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I love to teach the scriptures. I love to preach the Bible. Now, I've said this over and over again, and I'll keep saying this here, that in life, you can never prosper outside the dictates of God's word. If that makes sense, church. You know, we live in a generation where believers have this feeling that since they claim their lover of God, God must look at what they claim they have for God, for God to bless them. Meanwhile, the love that God has for you is being manipulated by his own power. Am I communicating, church? Every life that the love of God must give unto a man is manipulated by God's power. And the power that must actually see to it that you have what you deserve in this kingdom is communicated through God's will intent. Am I communicating, church? So, somebody has this belief that man of God, I come to church, I'm a Christian, I'm a tight payer. So, God in his own benevolence must honor me and God says, no. Until I see that your life is working accordance with my will for your life, I cannot bless you. If God is to give you anything that has not been consecrated by him for you, that thing is called a lie. A lie in God's kingdom is anything God did not say. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Can I teach today? I'm all shy. So like I was saying, the Lord has told us that 2022, sorry, 23 is our year of divine impact. That word wouldn't manifest because you prayed. Because in God's kingdom, prayer is a key, not the key. Prayer is not the key. Prayer is a key. Jesus is the key. Prayer is a key. Get the difference right. There are people that are praying and they are still dying. And you wonder where God was when he prayed unto them. If that makes sense, church. So God is saying that in order for him to bring into manifestation what he has said in mind for you, you must understand the will of the power. Am I communicating, church? So you can't work in divine impact if you have for, if you've forgotten these basic principles here. Trust me, church. There are so many believers in church today. Eh? It will shock you that they claim they love God, but according to Zion, God doesn't know them. I'm telling you, church. And it's dangerous in life to work in assumptions. That is the problem of most believers today. They, you know, we 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 believe in religiosity, not in Christianity. We we believe in the practices of the kingdom. So. We know that come to church, Jenna will sing, Mimi will lead, it's prophet to prophesy. It's, it's, it's a pattern of, of a church goer, not a Christian. I'm telling you, friends. Now, until what God has said in time finds expression through you, his life can't find you. I'm telling you. Well, am I communicating? I'm preparing a note called What Makes a Pastor Powerful. And the Lord told me today that when you begin to work with God, there are burdens he will release in your heart that are not written in scriptures. Because there are two kinds of Bible in the world. The one you hold and you yourself. You didn't get me. What am I teaching here? 
There are two Bibles in this world. The one you hold in your hand and yourself. So whatever you are doing today is because of what you saw written in the scriptures. And there are things God must also do in this present stage. He might not write it down. Your life might write it down. You didn't get me. <laughs> no, there's a problem to our confession. If whatever we claim we know about God is what Abraham told us, it's a problem. If our belief in God is only conscripted or tied to that of Abraham, we don't know God. Because whatsoever Abraham told us was where he stood in God. I, I can't stand revival service now. <laughs> oh, God is good. Now, nobody believed the prosperity gospel until we saw Abraham live in faith. I'll go there now. Nobody saw the power of prayer until Elijah prayed. Nobody saw the need of holiness until Enoch lived righteously. Who am I communicating? Nobody saw the power of patience until Mary waited upon God patiently. So, so these are virtues that people lived that God had to write them about. So God says the Bible you have in your hand, there's also a Bible called you as a person. Until you are lying to God, what he says can't find you. It means relevant in the spirit. Or am I coming to church? So I told you, the surest prophecy anybody can have is what God is telling you. There is what God has said and what God is still saying. You need a tool to have a balanced life. I was going through my social media handle today. And then Facebook reminded me of old pictures that <clears throat> I took with some of the guys I began ministry with years ago. I'll show you their faces. I've seen their faces. And I remember vividly when I told my people one Wednesday morning here, no afternoon here, that I, I see this thing. I see that something happened whereby everybody scattered. And the garments people had on their bodies began to fail. And I said that only few were able to stand the test of time. No, at that time, the prophecy looked like I was mad. Because nothing was showing that something could ever happen to anybody for them to lose their feet. If that makes sense, church. Or oh, am I complicated? <laughs> Just imagine I'm telling Tommy or Richmond that the Lord says in no time you wouldn't believe in him again. He will look at a madman. If that makes sense. Because daddy told Richmond to handle the Gent branch. Look at the way Tommy prays. And I say God says in no time you believe in him again. He will look menace. If that makes sense. But God was telling me that because at that time, all that people did was to believe in religiosity. We believed that prayer could give us answer. But we did not expose ourselves into prayer as in getting to understand the life of prayer. Well, I'm not communicating, church. I'm going somewhere. So this word, we will claim and say, I receive it until we know what it means to be aligned to God's way so what he has said can find us. Because every season in the spirit is being carried by a word. And every word must manifest to the character. Until you do the need for, it can't find you. I'm telling you. I made you understand that the Bible says that you can only walk in experts if you know God. It took me two weeks, Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday, Friday, teaching you how to know God. I told you, you can't know God based on another man's testimony. Coming to know God based on another man's testimony is knowing about God, not knowing God. So, for instance, my mom is a Christian. 
she gave birth to me in the church. So go to church on a Sunday. It is my knowledge about God. An encounter can't come to me if I know about God. I must hunger for his presence to know him. If that makes sense. I may understand that until you love God unconditionally, his presence can't find you. Now look at me. I want you to know that in God's kingdom, he only finds men when he encounters them. Any man that has no testimony of encounter can't walk in God. Hey, you didn't hear me. <laughs> you see what you call blessing. If you enter into heaven, you will cry. You see what you call breakthrough. If you enter into Zion, you will weep. You will know that the things which you felt were important were nothing. That is why nobody leaves the world with the things they had in mind. So somebody had house and cars. In the name of God has blessed them. It's very good. You need them to prosper in life. But these are not God's means of blessing you. If all that God can give you after holiness is a car, he has cheated you. Jeff, this is why you have the Africans coming from Africa with the mentality of, let me struggle and make things work for them. Once they get one third of their answered prayer, they forget God. Oh, a wise man did a survey. That 90% of the previous Africans have prayed in Africa. The government here settles for them. You didn't get me. Because once there is comfort, one that's what you eat, what to wear, what to hold, what to have. I mean, your assets in exploitation, you're okay in life. I'm telling you. But let one of them lose their children now. They will pray like they've never prayed before. Now, until you enter that realm, he can't encounter you. Your love you claim you have for God is tied to what he will give you. So, if, if life begins to treat you in such a way that you are like God, why don't you come through for me now? And you still remain focused in God, he cannot love you. Eh? Sometimes, the testimony is not the arrival of the prayer you pray to God for. Sometimes, it can be more than what you pray for. I told you, you truly don't know what you want until God gives you it. Am I teaching here? So you can't walk in impact until you know God for yourself. I told you that hey, when people encounter God, they, you don't preach holiness to them, they live holy. Because they know that's the life of the kingdom. Oh, you didn't get me, church. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. Yesterday, I was about to teach on how to discover your purpose on this earth. And the Lord told me, stop and preach about dreams. I didn't prepare a sermon. I didn't prepare a note. And I began to teach. Oh, you were alive, right? Oh, good. And then, after service, I didn't know a pastor came on board. And the pastor said, man of God, you are becoming dangerous day by day. Because we've heard pastors preach about dreams. But just your intro alone about dreams is a whole message. He says, the things you sometimes say in one line, if we try to break it down, it will take us 20 minutes to understand that. Oh, God is God. Now look at me, church. If you experience a weak God, you will showcase a weak God to a generation. Am I communicating? The presence you command as a human being is as a resource of the God of encountered. So we give our all to God because God is everything. The price of all of God is all of you. 
Oh, God is good. So you realize that some people don't really love God. So wait, after 40, no marriage. 50, no marriage. Why should I go to church again? I'm telling you. Today, if you want to castigate ministry, use any pastor's mistake. Talk to me, church. You see how they are insulting pastors on social media, and you will see you will see Christians too talking about the pastor who has committed the crime they are doing in secrecy. You didn't get me. All because they haven't been caught into the open space, so they are fighting the man of God too. I'm telling you, church. And f- would you dare talk about a shaky man? You dare not. Sister used to watch one thing on Netflix about one guy I used to work with. Muhammad Ali, what's his name? Malcolm something. Malcolm X. He tried to bring about a revolution. And it was against the dictate of the imam. And he began to speak about how the imam was having girls in his house. And they killed the man. Because they saw the man as a God factor to them. So they preserved the man's integrity. I'm going somewhere, church. You must understand this, that until you love God willingly, eh? He can bless you. What you want in this kingdom is not her. It's not a house. Because Stephen laughed in the face of death. Because he knew death was his means of transaction. Apostle Paul said, for me to die now is gain, is benefit. Because the work is done and settled. I'm telling you, church. Life is vain. If that makes sense. Vanity upon vanity. I wonder how somebody can struggle, struggle. You struggle. People, look at this cold winter. People wake up as early as 3.30 a.m., 4.30 a.m., 5.30 a.m. God is good. When I finish praying at night, it'll be like 5.30 a.m. I'll open my door. We see people walking outside. People are rushing to go take their bus to go to work. And then after everything, what, how much at all can we eat? You take 10 spoons of rice. You're okay. The rest to the dustbin. If you say, let me relax more, bills are waiting for you. Every day, bills are piling up for you. If that makes sense. You know, if you think that God created you in his own image for to live such life, it's a cheat. Am oh, I communicating? No. Life is more to this. There's something I'm not doing right. Oh, hello. Please, hear me well. Your testimony would add value to you in heaven. When you get to realize that the testimony has got to do with God blessing you, it will add value to you in heaven. There are some things God can't reveal unto you until a man works in certain dimension of testimonies. I'm telling you. There are moments to be okay like that. There are some times. Life must honor you with whatever you've invested in. Love God. I said you can also know him if you don't know his name. The dimensions of God are captured in God's name. If you are believing God for healing and calling Jehovah Nis, he is God, but he can't heal you. Because the dimensions in God are connected and they are placed in his own name. When you call him Rafa, you bring for the healing here. Every name Israel called him were names that were connected to whatever they wanted from God. This is why you must be scripture based. I, I pity believers who pray in tongues for hours and they can't even mention a scripture in the place of prayer. But I'm not talking here. They assume God knows what they're thinking of. You can speak in tongues and still not be there. Oh, am I communicating? You can be talking to your, your mind is somewhere thinking about the food you ate yesterday. 
Somebody say fire. Am I communicating, church? Number three, I told you, you can't know God if your Bible is closed. The life of God is found in his word. I told you that Jesus is the word. When he came as the word personified, he had to read himself out to them. Am I communicating, friends? Yes. So your power is connected to your knowledge. What do you know about the Messiah? Point number two. You can never walk in impact or divine exploit if you don't understand a concept called faith. If you have been an ardent follower on Zoom, I've been teaching this extensively. I was told to believe faith as it is, is only centered on hope and God to me know. It's way deeper than that. Now faith is the things, is the, is the, is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Okay, give us a different version. Thank you. Faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things you cannot see. Powerful. A different version, please. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My gosh. Different version, please. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Wow. It's our handle on what we can't see. Somebody say faith. Can I preach now? Whenever we talk about faith, the average believer assumes that when they claim they have faith in God, it is centered on the belief they have in God. And the law says, if all you have in God or what you use in defining your faith in God is belief, then that faith is wrong. Because faith in God is more than belief. When somebody is praying to God for a miracle, for an answer, for a breakthrough, some of them, they begin to speak into existence what they want to have, which is scriptural. But if you only believe that faith is only centered on hope, that faith is inaccurate. <laughs> At 28, I'll buy a car for myself. Somebody will say, Amen. Oh, I didn't say, say Amen. <laughs> God is good. Now, you believe in your heart that this thing God will give me. Don't get me wrong. It is very powerful. In fact, you must confess what you want to have. If that makes sense, church. Uh-huh. But God is telling you that your understanding on faith goes beyond believing him. Because there are people who claimed that they believed in God and never had the miracle they wanted. Oh, God is good. I told you this on Friday. People, they understand me. On Friday, we had a strong prophetic service. Am I right? Talk to me, church. It was, we, we felt God's presence. God is good. Now, everyone believes that Prophet Benjamin wouldn't say a thing until God has spoken to him. So what if now the prophet has said something and the wedding come to pass? Who's to be blamed? The prophet? Or the one that received the word? Do you know that people wouldn't necessarily blame God? They'll blame the pastor. Oh, since you are closer to God, you just keep good. That might not see you alone. Mm. We'll see you. <laughs> So understand that faith is not just centered on what you believe in God for. 
These are factors that make faith faith. But faith in the essence, according to God, is the obedient action you take in honor of God. Am I communicating? When God says you have faith in him, it means that there's a pattern he gave you to live by. When you stay obedient to that word, he now sees the faith you claim you have in him now. So God says, if you claim you believe in me, yet you can't follow my pattern, that faith is wrong. Your belief in God must convince you to actually entrust into, into his hands whatever he tells you to do. Master, we came to the wedding. The drinks are finished. There's no wine again. He says, get me 12 barrels. Get me 12 barrels. Pour in water. Now fetch and begin to give to the people. Now, he didn't pray over the water. If that makes sense. He said, fetch it and then begin to share among the people. They said, how come you have actually waited for this hour to give us the best of the wine? If that makes sense. So that action you take when he gives you a command is what God calls as faith. You have to believe in him. Am I communicating? So if you tell me you have faith in God, yet I can't see the place of obedience, I, I distrust your faith in God. Please hear me. God has never blessed anybody because you claim that you love him. Look at me. Only spirits can love. Mankind can show love. If a man will love you, it is dependent on what he will get from you. Trust me. I'm telling you. There should be something about you that will bring into mindset what they feel about you. I'm telling you, church. Only God can showcase a man true love. He says, Apostle Paul says, when you were unfaithful, even in unfaithfulness, I got remain faithful to you until you came into me. Oh, I'm a teaching church. So, man of God, I believe in God. I believe that God gave me this. God says, no, that belief is not too strong. Until I'm convinced by the things you do for me. When you come into God, he leads you by giving a pattern. If God can't tell you what you prayed about for him, prayer, he didn't hear you. Go back and pray again. A proof that God has heard your cry is the things he told you to do. If God couldn't tell you the things you had to do when you prayed about a miracle, he didn't hear you. Ask him again. Am I teaching a church? And the man come here. The Lord is good. We have 15 minutes left so you can pray. Please thank you for me. I hope I'm blessed as you tonight. I'm believing God that this would change your mindset on how you see God. Because you know one thing. Nothing qualifies people into sonship in God like obedience. <laughs> Did you hear me? The Bible says the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons, not children of God. Not even Christians. There are Christians who are not sons yet. Okay. I think, let me take it from this angle and understand God better. Remember I told you that from God's original perspective, you were created to mirror God. Everything about the life of a believer should showcase God's integrity. Oh, talk to me, church. God made in such a way that whatever he has written in the scripture can be personalized in your life. So if God says, I can bless you, he must use your life as a reference point to tell somebody God can bless you. That is why when God wanted to appease the Israelites, he would tell them, that, look at your forefather Abraham, I made him so. Am I communicating, church? Uh -huh. So God says, you live in a world of spirits. 
and they can't believe you on what you claim it is. They must see what it is. Am I communicating, church? Uh-huh. So God is telling you that if you must actually enter into the realm whereby all people see is God and not you, you must be a son, not a child. Am I communicating? Uh-huh. So mama is praying that God, please give me miracle money or give me long life. Which is which? Answer to me. Long life. Uh-huh. So God, give me long life. Let me die at age 200 or oh, it's too much. It's good. Uh, <laughs> so God, let me die at age 200. God, oh, it's too much. 150. 150. And you think you'll be chewing chicken there, 150. <laughs> you mix. <laughs> you blend a bit. <laughs> God is good. Now, the issue here is not the prayer. Apostle Peter told us that if you pray and you believe in your heart that God has said you, God has said you. That was a message to children, not to sons. Well, am I communicating, church? It was a message to children, not sons. Because if you believe in what you have prayed to God for, understand that what you are asking God must be in alignment with this way for your life. If what you are believing God for has not been written by God for you, it's a sin against God to bless you. What am I teaching you? So God says, once you begin to pray, when you claim you have faith in God, wait until you hear God. Until he has told you what you must do. When you pray for whatever believe you know for, that is good faith. Now, when Mama here begins to work in accordance to the instruction given to her, whereby she doesn't compromise, God says, Kai, you are of the blood. Because more than what she exhibits is God wants to sit in her. You didn't get me? God is jealous. Did you hear me? He's a jealous God. And the things he wants to do in this kingdom, he needs people who are pruning enough for him. You didn't get me? Because if you dilly down in life and mistakes, eh, you can easily bring shame to God's kingdom. That is why when people forget integrity, God stays behind. Oh, am I teaching you? God is so jealous that he wouldn't allow any species speak against who you are before him. Look at the testament of Job. He says, nobody is holy like this man. Nobody is righteous like this man. Oh, God is good. So, God says, more than what you claim you believe when you pray to God for, ask him, what am I supposed to do? That action you now take is now called faith. If not, eh, it will shock you, trust me. <laughs> that you'll be praying for ages over the same thing. Answer when I come to you. Once you do what God has told you to do, that is when the hope now becomes active. Because the spirit man in you has seen the coming future. Because it don't please. God created us in such a way that we can tell tomorrow from today. Even if today looks blurry, even if today looks muddy, we can see the gold in the mouth. If that makes sense, God made it such a way that you can tell the end from today. You are a tripartite being. You have you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in the body. So you can tell what it is. If that makes sense, church. So trust me, man of God. If people don't understand this, trust me. Hey, 
we will pray for ages and believe in vain. It's obedience. In other words, when people begin to work in obedience, that faith they claim having God is not true. The Bible says, when Abraham believed in God, it was accounted unto him as righteousness. It wasn't the belief that made him holy. The fact God told him to live, the Father's house made him holy. He believed God so much that God wouldn't let him put him to put in shame. That, that, that belief, that obedience, God says, Kai, I'll call you a holy man. You think it's easy working with God? No. <laughs> oh, God is good. The Bible says Christ fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. After fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, the person that came to him was the devil. Do you believe that when people fast and pray, they become fireful? They become on fire. They blaze with fire. When, when I began 40 days on the platform, the first day I preached on destiny, it was crazy. It was hot. Now, someone says, Prof, I saw fire in your eyes. So they believe that when you begin to fast, you are on fire. Jesus, the one that created the devil, fasted 40 days, 49. And the Holy Ghost now led Christ and said, go, let them tempt you. Let me see your energy. Go, do. <laughs> and the devil was not interrogating Christ. Are you not the one that I met in heaven some time ago? You sat me with your father in heaven. You are here today. <laughs> God is good. He says, yeah. Now, Jesus Christ couldn't answer the devil without scriptures. Am I coming, Jennifer? Not to my context. Believe me. Until we understand that faith is obedience, we will never walk in the reality of life. I've told you, it's a pain to walk in life without testimony. Trust me, church. It's a pain to walk in life without an honor. It's a pain, church. Oh, the Lord is you. Am I communicating, friends? Yes. So, when we're not working obedience of his word, the faith now becomes activated. Somebody say obedience. Someone say faith. Say hope. Say reality. I told you, I'm still asking myself what convinced Abraham to believe the voice he heard was God's voice. I, I still want to know. There wasn't any sign of God performing miracles then his age. He was 75. He wasn't a child. At 75, he should more than enough to know that your mind can talk to you too. So what made him know that the voice that came was God's voice? <laughs> it, it wasn't like the miracles being performed in his days whereby a preacher would declare God's word. He had no idea of who God was. And at the instance of the word, he left. You struggle to come to Europe and God says, Kai, go back to Africa. <laughs> oh, God is good. I was listening to Bishop Wilipo some time ago and he said that next month will be his 54th year ever since he met Jesus. And the Lord told him on the first day that if you believe in me well, I will give you the world. He said they told his people that God says the world is mine. They laughed and called him a fool. He said, short men can't even... He said, as short as you are, you can't even touch your cupboard. Which world will be given to you? 
He says he was driving from the north. He was going somewhere to meet the late Archbishop Benzina Hosa. He had to go through Lagos. God told him, pack your car, enter into the bush, let me talk to you. They said, you are madman. He says, God says you should, you should stop the car now and enter the bush. No, in those days, you know how armed robbers were now. They were active in the bush. Any animal could kill you now at that time. God said, stay here until I speak to you. God told him that, give this seat to the bishop, he'll pray for you. Come back to Lagos and be given you today. And from that time to now, he's working in exploit. God is good. If people would believe in the God you claim you have seen, it might be based on what they've seen you do. Testimonies are a means of evangelism. There's a way in how glory will come upon your head whereby people will be shocked that God could bless you this way. Ah, God is good. No, church. Is it, is it hard to obey God's voice? Nah. It's, it's a pity that people are chance to hear God on the things they must do and they ask if God has really spoken to them at all. Can I say this here? God does not wait for men. My father told me this years ago. He says, young man, he says, never pride yourself with the covenant your least grandfather laid for you guys. He says, he has done whatever God wanted him to do and the Lord beckoned upon him a covenant. You may be just to walk in the blessing of that, but some things in God can be given to you based on someone's pain. You must dig your own well. I'm asking you. He told me that if you were to get to my age to do what I'm doing, you have failed as a son. That word hit me so hard, so hard. He says, you can be anybody at any age and people respect you for the results you produce because you have a strong conviction about God. It touched me so much. I said, so I can be 25 and still do wonders. Yes, he told me that. Why am I communicating, church? Look at me. God may speak over your life. You may have a vision about something. But look at me. When visions come down from heaven, you are not the only one to see it. Anyone walking in alignment of your destiny sees it too. You didn't hear me. You saw that God gave you a man to marry. You're not the only one that saw the person. Anyone walking in alignment of your destiny saw the same vision. You saw that crowd stood in awe of your gift in the stadium. You're not the only one that saw the vision. The Bible says when Elijah was offended that God couldn't come to his aid and rescue, he said, if you tend not to do what is right, there are 7,000 prophets who haven't Change their mindset on who God is. Now look at me. Don't forget every season brings about a new personnel. And it is hard for God to do the same thing twice. So if God brought volume 1 in 2023, in 2024, he'll give you volume 3. I'm telling you, he wouldn't bring the same thing again. If not, you wouldn't honor him as God. I told you this. 
The life you have is a gift from God to you. But what you do with the life he gave you is a gift unto him. Did you hear me, church? The life you have is a gift God gave you. But what you do with that life of yours is a gift unto him. So you might think you are the only popular preacher in your street because at that time nobody's hearing anyone apart from you. There are other remnants that God is preparing. When the vision for greatness comes, they also see it. Ah. Remember, I told you that is it that King so didn't have any brother that God couldn't choose or appoint as king? Is it that King so didn't have any son that was vibrant enough for God to have appointed? Oh, you didn't hear me, church. We knew the order was from a father to a son. There was no connection between King Saul and King David. Yet, whatever God said about King Saul, God gave unto King David. Because they both had the same passion. That gave them purposes in destiny. How? The Bible says King Saul stayed three days without food, going in search of his father's lost donkey. King David was left alone to die with his sheep. In the father's yard, if that makes sense. So most of them, they had passion for sheep, for animals. And God calls himself a shepherd. And he sees his children as sheep. So he says, if King Saul could go for three days without food in taking care of a sheep, and King David can actually wait and then kill a bear with his hands and take over a sheep, I must bless them. So in spirit, we all have same like destinies by different time of manifestation. I'm telling you, friends. Oh, am I communicating, judge? Am I communicating? So, you might think that, oh, God has spoken to you, so God can wait for you. Wait. Somebody would give God a prompt obedience and the blessing in that manifestation will find them. God is not partial. He's only principled. Oh, am I communicating, friends? Don't wait until your mistake teaches you that things obedience could have taught you better. What is me? A lady came here doing one of our programs. Ah, is it recorded? Hey, they don't, I don't call her name. God is good. So I told her something. And then that thing I told her, it happened. So something caused something for something to happen. It's a mystery. When you pray, God tells I said. <laughs> God is good. So she came back and said, Prophet, all that you said, true. You're a prophet. I said, no. The issue here has got nothing to do with me being a prophet. You were graced and charmed by God to have seen it happen. And you made it happen. Now look at me. If I have a dream or a vision about Jenna, that somebody is beating her, in the spirit, the enemy has orchestrated that act in his thoughts. But it's life. Hello? <laughs> if I say that somebody is slapping at Jenna, don't forget that dream that God is showing her is the thought of the enemy. Because the life we live here on earth is as a result of the things we think of. So in order for you to walk in the life of the enemy, the enemy will change your thought patterns. So the enemy thinks of disgrace and then brings you through act. 
Am I teaching here? So I see someone be beating there. Now, God loves you so much that he has power over the enemy's mind. And we say, I have seen the enemy's thought. So in the vision, it looks like the disguise has already come. And God says, no. You have the power to change this from the flesh into the spirit. Why am I talking church? Do you know why? Because in this kingdom, you are a seed. And your resource is the harvest. <laughs> so God says, I will give you principles at which you must live by. So you can change everything in this physical state. You will make results in the spirit. God is good. It happened. So I laid my hands to pray and ask God for mercy for her. God told me that for the next 15 years, this particular window can't open for her again. God told me I've forgiven her. But the issue here is not forgiveness. The issue here is the trust that can be amended. You must be in a particular form in God to have certain dimensions in God. We'll soon pray. You are bigger than what people say. Jehovah bigger than what people say. We sing you are bigger than what people say. Jehovah bigger than what people say. The Bible says when the hair of something began to grow, it now had the eggs to pray. Are you aware that the hair that was upon the head of something was the inspiration of something's prayer life? What inspired something to pray was his hair. God just didn't know something by name. God knew something by identity. The hair on his head was his image in the spirit. When the enemy causes men to fall out of God's grace, the enemy's choice is to make sure they have power over whatever gives dominance in God's kingdom. You think the enemy cares about your regrets? No. It is that which you have that wasn't compromised through your acts that he wants to look for. So he can let you have that mistake committed more than 10 times. So he can have access to that. I'm telling you. So look at King Solomon. You realize that the enemy was standing at his door. Making sure that every king that is coming will come with a woman. He didn't go in search of the women. The territories that surrounded his throne said, let us appease you with a woman. So if a king from wherever Saudi Arabia is coming, they come with a woman. If that makes sense. Until they were thousand. Until his heart finally left God. And his place of death was now in the shrine. <laughs> so you can commit one mistake one. Eh? You will still go back and see manifestation. You will think that, ah, God has forgiven you. God says, no, the enemy will try again. Unto what gave you relevance in God's kingdom sound left your life. Hey, some people, they had glory. You could see their passion for God was genuine. Nothing could stop them from praying, but today to pray has become a burden. Yes. It's a sign that that power that gave relevance in God's class left your life. Hey. So I'm mad as eh? You were created by God to give power to your children by helping them pray. But you gave them free access to life. Am I communicating? When his mercy finds you and decides to stand you out, when he tells you a thing, do it. Do you know there are believers here today who claim that for them, they can't pay tithe? Why should I give my tithe unto God? 
tied to God. Now, people believe that this life, success is tactical. Just be logical. Think, work hard, and succeed. Hey, don't be deceived. <laughs> life came from somewhere called Jesus Christ. He's a spirit. The factors that will dictate the world are spiritual. Until a man dies deep into spirituality, you can't have access. You think somebody went to school to make a phone? No. What inspired somebody to say, let me gather glasses together? No. What will come upon a man to draw something? Moses laid hands upon the people and they had the spirit called wisdom and began to carve God's things. God holy, the spirit of God came upon Noah and made him carve the ark. I'm asking you, what is spiritual? And God has found you favor to give you a work. And he says, honor me by giving me 10%. So I can give back to you what you invested in me. No, it's even a dishonor to give God 10% and, and, you, and you take 90. And God says, even after that, I'll still give you multiplication. And you say, no, because life is so hard. And God says, Kai, I pity you. Be on your feet. Thank you and God bless you for listening to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. Don't forget to share with us how this message has been a blessing to you and your family on plus 324-9209-0454 or email us at office at benjaminfodger.org. Follow Prophet Benjamin on Facebook, YouTube, podcast at Prophet Benjamin Fodger. On Instagram is Benjamin underscore Fodger. Twitter is Senior Benjamin Fodger. And on website is www.benjaminfodger.org. Raise the moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. The vision, the mission, the passion. The passion.